0: That's
1: a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff, who goes for goal and scores. Finds the back of the net. all right What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal. From Thierry Henri.
0: Lovely cushion header.
1: Oh,
0: but Ja! What a head! What a head! The Ghost Goal Podcast. All right, welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast Transfer Recap. We got the whole crew in here. I'm Andrew Pissarro. We got Alex Moss. We got Javier Arevalo. And uh, as per usual, follow us on Twitter and Instagram um, at Ghost Goal Pod, at Andrew Pissarro, at ASMoss92, and at Ghost Goal Pod, and at JavierRev9. So looking for all of our latest hot takes from all of that. So that's all there. We've had a busy transfer window. We're going we're gonna to talk about most most transfers. We're going to grade every team. If there's a team that we've already kind of talked about a lot, we may just give them a quick grade and move on. Um, but we're going to start from the top like we always do, and that leads us to Arsenal. The big signings were Pepe, David Luiz, Kieran Trippier, Danny Ceballos Whoa, 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 whoa. Kieran alone. Tierney, not Trippier. Calm down there. <laughs> that would have oh, been hilarious. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I just saw Kieran... Yeah, I saw a Kieran and a T, and like I'm, my mate, my brain's just used to, to something here, so that's where we're at. Um, but I'll, I, Alex, I guess I'll go first here. Um, I'm gonna give Arsenal a B plus. I think they had a really solid window. I love the Nicholas Pepe move. I think he's gonna be fantastic in the Premier League. I like Kieran Trippier. I think he's a really good he's He did a it
2: really again. Kieran Scottish Trippier left-back. again. Oh my god. Oh, Stop.
1: I don't want Tottenham players Andrew. Oh, I can't
2: wait for the yeah. own goal at Chelsea love, where he passes it into his own net. Oh god, yeah. I can't wait for it.
0: I love Kieran Tierney, the left back from Celtic. He happens to be the, a very good Scottish well, left back. It's just unfortunate that he doesn't get started. Andrew, how seriously team. can we take that? I you mean, love oh, him if you fucked his name. He's 21. Up twice. Just give him a year or two, Andrew. <laughs> You think he's going to be better I than mean, Andy I mean, yeah, Robertson's like
1: 27. Robertson's going to fall off in a year or two.
0: While, in a uh, year or uh, two?
1: Tierney's going to take over. He's the generational talent. Robertson isn't. I, I'd love to hear. I would love to uh, hear what all, your excuse well, for David Luiz at
2: 32 being good is, if you think Robertson's going to fall off at 29. Well,
0: f- <laughs> well, first of all, Andy Robertson's right. 25. He's not old. Sec- it's, it's He's not old. Uh, and he's the youngest all, uh, one on this uh, podcast. He, had
2: like, <laughs> he was on this podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he's going to be fine, but good for Kieran Tierney. Uh, got it also, right Also the Here's captain the of me. Scotland. Uh, so
2: but, even less of a chance he gets benched anytime soon, but I hope Kieran, Kieran Tierney yeah, is also, ready to play true. left center back. I hope he's ready to adjust to that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Can he play left yeah. wing? Can he play midfield? Figure it out. It's a nice job to figure yeah, it out. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the fate of the Scotland national yeah, team is depending
0: yeah. on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, okay, so we talked about Danny Ceballos. Uh, Gabrielle Martinelli comes in as well was as William Saliba. Lauren Koscielny leaves. David Ospina leaves. Ramsey leaves. Welbeck leaves. I, I say B+, plus because I like all the moves. They strengthen it
1: every position. You forgot it will be. It will be for, for 35 oh, yes. to 40 million. Yes, we,
0: and yes, it will be also departs. I like all the moves. They strengthen in every position of need. I just don't necessarily like all the guys that they brought in. Like, David Luiz helps, but David Luiz and Mustafi in the back line. To be fair, that's going to be
2: like rare to see that. That's going to be like worst case scenario. I, I'm just interested. I'm interested to see how they deploy David Luiz. Because, I mean, they're. There obviously is an argument to be made that he was the best option, like readily available uh, for them at center back. But at the same time, they had a full summer to go and invest the type of money that they invested in someone like Nicolas Pepe, who I understand he's like a borderline generational talent and very clearly now like the future of like the Arsenal attack. But if they could have maybe focused that money on one truly outstanding. Center back, like maybe Upamakano. There are doubts about him too in his injury record, but someone like that, uh, I would probably be more willing to give them either a solid A or an A plus. But I, I'm going to go A minus. The Pepe and I think David Luiz signings kind of saved it from being like a B plus for me. If they'd come out with no David Luiz and just Pepe and the rest of the guys you mentioned, then it would have been a B plus. But they, they got a center back. It's not. Anyone near is good, en- good enough that their their backline needs, but it's it's something, it's something that's not scored on Mustafi. How about that?
0: Most things are better than Mustafi.
1: Javier. Yeah. So I you, the reasons w- get that Alex just gave, I gave them an A. Um, I think Nicolas Pepe, he's a fantastic signing. I am. I never thought we were going to be able to get a player like that during this window without Champions League, especially because initially Liverpool Bayern. Um, you know Napoli. Other you know big teams were linked with him, and I didn't think that Arsenal were in it at all. We didn't. I mean, I don't know how we could ended up being able to afford him. Apparently, we broke the deal down in over a four year period, um, where we're gonna you know pay about a fourth of it you know each year. So it's it's in that structure of deal it's almost like they're loaning us the player for 4 years and then we just own him after 4 years but like we're paying just like 20 million a season which is like i don't know if how most that's how most transfers are structured but i'm glad that our management has you know like the foresight and the ability to even with a small budget go and be able to get a player like that
2: it's not most transfers but a lot more transfers have started to be uh, mm-hmm. structured like that since financial fair play and like that's where the loaning with the option to buy has become more prevalent too. It's all just trying to finagle the system. It's all kind of rendering financial fair play kind of useless, to be honest. But
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting when Arsenal continue to move to Champions League in the next two years, and Pepe balls out and then forces a move to like PSG. That's all I'm saying. So I'm really, with, really questionable how that with money
1: Pepe, goes. Um, I think having a left-footed uh, winger has been something that we've been missing for a long time, and. I think it's, it's a hole that's been in the team, just a, a fast player who can move with the ball at his feet. I mean, Iwobi could kind of do it, but then you needed someone with end product as well, which Iwobi didn't have. So I'm glad we were able to move him on for a, a very large fee You know, for an academy player of ours. Um, he's actually our largest ever departure fee, which is pretty crazy. Um, that doesn't look positively on Arsenal right. at all, but uh, but yeah, selling Iwobi for $40 million is fantastic and i think that a player like nicolas pepe is going to thrive um, with some of the other players that we've picked up um, including david louise who i think for 8 million um he brings us experience this year he brings he's basically just a, a kashelny plug we're not going to be able to replace him. We, you know, we didn't have the money to go and spend sixty or seventy million. I think we, I mean, we tried, but I think it would have been really risky to spend that on Upame- Upamecano, who only played like fifteen games last year, all in all competitions for Leipzig. So, big injury-prone player, and to go and spend on a young center back like that, I think you have to have Champions League to go be able to do that, to take a risk like that. So. Um, I was happy with getting someone like David Luiz just as a stopgap. Um, and if it means that Mustafi plays significantly less, then great. Uh, I think getting Callum Chambers back uh, you know, uh, from alone, he's going to be a good third option. Holding has is, is been back in training for a month now, and he should be you know, probably game ready, by, I'm guessing, by the end of August. And yeah, I think defensively... Defensively, like our Arsenal last year, weren't as bad as everyone says they were. Uh, until we had those two injuries to to, 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 until Holding and Bellerin went down, we were the third best defense in the league, like after after City and Liverpool at the time. So, I mean, yeah, once those two players went down, we had a lot of trouble. But I think now that those players are going to be, you know, hopefully back involved in the squad this season. Uh, adding Tierney and Luis to our back line. I think that's going to be like having almost four new signings, um, as well as Callum Chambers. It's a lot of defensive um, addition. And I think Ceballos as well is going to help defensively. I think he's a, he's a a you know a, a, he works really hard in the midfield. He's great in transition, another type of player that we've needed a, a, a midfielder that can play well in transition, that can also have a goal threat and work hard defensively. Because it seems like we've had you know, bits and pieces of that, Xhaka can be good in transition, but doesn't really do the work defensively and can't really motor the ball up and down the field either. And Torreira, you know, he's pretty good defensively, but raw. And again, not that great at moving the ball up and down the field. And his passing range isn't amazing, but it seems like Sabayevs has all of those things. So at least for one year, if we can somehow get you know, Real Madrid down to the table next summer and, and sign someone like that, that would be amazing. But even just having him for a year is going to be a big boost to the squad. And yeah, and then Martinelli and Saliba are definitely both two signings for the future, where I think Martinelli will probably get a, a good amount of game time now that Iwobi's gone. Um, as well as uh, our academy players in Nelson, who's back uh, from loan, and Saka. All three of those players I expect to be playing in Europa League and to have an impact this year. Martinelli, Saka, and Nelson are three really young, like great young players that Arsenal has that I'm excited to have an impact, as well as Joe Willick, who was our player of the season, like in preseason, started for us in, in, against Bayern Munich and against Barcelona. You guys hand out awards for that?
2: Looks, sorry? You guys hand out awards for player of the preseason? No,
1: just, just who looked, who looked best for us in preseason. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'm excited for him. I think this is going to be his breakout season in the Premier League. And I think he'll get a lot of game time this year and probably keep going doozy out of the team. Because I, I think he's better than him. So, um, But yeah, Saliba coming next year, I think that's that's a big signing. I think that's the center back that we're looking for. But uh, Alex was talking about how it is a little bit unfortunate that we had to loan him back to Sen at the end for a year. But I think it'll be good for him. He's only 18 to get you know, first-team experience every single week in a system and in a team that he already knows. And yeah, I'll be watching him closely. So I'm really excited for the future for this window. from this window from Arsenal. I also like our departures. I think a lot of the players that have been there for a long time who were there under Wenger, uh, your Casheldi, Ospina, Ramsey, Welbeck, Iwobi, all were players that played under Wenger for four or five years uh, or more. And these are players who've had a weak mentality and who, a lot of times, you know, maybe they were able to get us as far as an FA Cup, but when it came to the big titles or, or big situations uh, to get Champions League, a lot of times these players have either gotten hurt. I'm looking at you, Ramsey, or, or Welbeck, or. Uh, you know, or just haven't produced, um, and, and even Koscielny too. I mean, all these players have gotten injured in big games, big situations. So, players that I'm happy are moving on. Um, maybe we're not getting the the fees that I, I wanted from someone like Ramsey or Welbeck, who we probably should have been able to sell for something. But I'm glad that you know we've been able to free up wages and bring new fresh blood in because I think that's the only way to get this you know arsenal bug that we seem to have had for the last few years where. You know the players have choked and haven't performed expectations. So uh, I like all the fresh new blood coming in. I think it's been a great window, and yeah, I'm pretty excited for the future. I definitely think we're uh, got a good chance of making top four. That brings us to Aston Villa, who brought a,
0: brought in like an entire team there. We got Wesley, the striker from Club Bruges. Uh, Tom Heaton, the goalkeeper. Anuel Algazi comes in from Lille. That was on a permanent. Uh, Tyron Mings was brought in. That was made permanent. Matt Target, the, uh, the no, left hold back up, from Hold from up, hold up, hold up.
2: Matt Target?
0: <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yo,
2: Matt Target? Yo, man. Oh, no. <laughs> Matt Target? Like, the dude is English. Andrew
1: hasn't had dinner yet, guys. He's a little bit famished, a little bit weary. I actually, this is correct. No, I have not Matt, eaten Matt dinner. Target is, plain, plain, Matt Target her.
2: is amazing. I, I'm going to call him that from now on. He could have been French.
1: <laughs> yeah, I sound better <laughs> he than Target. Been French.
2: <laughs> Matthew Target.
0: <laughs> no, Matt
2: Target.
1: It sounds way cooler than Matt
0: Target. What would you rather be, Matthew Target or Matt Target? Give me Matthew Target. He's he's a Frenchman who probably likes a good fuck. All right. That reminds me of a
2: couple seasons ago when Paul Clement was mistakenly referred to uh, uh, by me as Paul Clement (laughs) on a podcast. (laughs) And I I listened to it back and I was like, oh, Jesus, I said Paul Clement. (laughs) Like he's French. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they made, a, they made a ton of signings. We get it. Uh, we, we talked about a good few of them already on our first transfer pod, but a couple that they made uh, uh, since then that I think deserve to be mentioned is the amazing, the marvelously named Marvelous Nakamba, who they signed from uh, Club Bruges. Uh, I was saying to Javier earlier uh, today that Club Bruges, who've been in the Champions League, I think, for the last two seasons, uh, they got raided this summer. Two of the players, obviously Wesley and uh, Nakamba, going to Villa, and another one going to uh, Bournemouth, another midfielder. Um, so we're, there's a lot of players on this list that performed really well in maybe like lesser leagues, uh, but they're, they, they still have the question mark. Of I think they top can make three,
1: to top League. three for me are Heaton. Uh, I think that's a big one. Oh. Wesley, and uh, in between. Uh, Nakamba and Luis, like are two midfielders that they got. I think those are four just big signings that they made, and it's why I'm giving them an A because I think they made good signings in 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 their back line with Heaton and, and El Ghazi, um, uh, and Mings. Just you know, two center backs, a goalie. They got two good defensive minded midfielders because they have good attacking players already, um, and then they added a strong striker in Wesley. I think they addressed everything. Um, they added players everywhere, they spent a ton of money, they clearly are a Premier League you know, level team, they were in the Premier League for the longest time before they got relegated so I'm glad that they're doing everything they can to stay up and I hope it's not a situation like Fulham uh, where the they're spending a ton of money, I mean it doesn't look like it because it looks like they're spreading the money out you know, amongst the team, whereas Fulham was just spending all the money on on forwards. But it feels like Villa has a better grasp of it. It feels like their management, you know, is intent on staying in the league and not going straight back down. And they're learning something from that mistake from Fulham and spreading the money out, getting young, young, exciting players, um, maybe not players like Andres Schuler or... Um, you know uh uh Ryan Babel players like that who aren't necessarily gonna be uh, setting the league on fire who are older veterans but they got a lot of young players a lot of new faces and some experience as well but yeah I'm, I'm excited for Villa I don't think they're gonna be an easy game the, Villa Park was always hard to go to and it's a big stadium I think just yeah I think they're they're gonna get behind their team and and I I may I don't know I don't know if they'll even be in the relegation fight I hope not but
2: it, it feels weird to say I give them an A. Uh, yeah. but I give them an A, and I think they'll still be in the relegation fight. And I probably think they still get relegated. I think they're we, talked we talked week, about sure, sure. that last week. Sure, but uh, yeah, I, it, it, they've done enough to stay up, but uh, they still need to, like the majority of these signings to pay off. And I think that might be just a little bit too much to ask. Um, but they've got. I mean, did you, just remember did they you signed Adriana that- Gay. The season that they uh, they got relegated in the Premier League, and he was by far their best player, but it didn't really make a difference. So they can have a few of these players land and play really well, and still get relegated. That's not completely out of the question.
0: Uh, did you know that Wesley's leg, like one leg, is like three centimeters like shorter than the other? Pretty common. Pretty, he's sure, a gimp. pretty sure I have
1: that. He, he's a gimp god. Pretty sure. Pretty sure
2: my left leg is shorter than my right and, leg. And you're a gimp god too, Alex. Yep. But I, I, I played center back. I couldn't. I couldn't get to play center forward too often. Good for him for overcoming it.
0: All right. Let's go to Bournemouth bringing in Lloyd Kelly, the left back from Bristol City. They brought in uh, Philip Billing, the center midfielder from Huddersfield. Uh, Arnott uh, from also from Club Bruges. They bring in Harry Wilson on loan. And they bring in uh, Jack a right back from Luton. They lose Tyrone Mings, who was out last season with uh, with Aston Villa. Uh, they lose... The only notable one here is Harry Arter. I mean, he was at totally Cardiff last year, too. Weren't, yeah. Um, I like everything they did. I think this is... A, they They didn't do anything big and splashy, but they went and got pieces that I, that I felt improved them. I, I give them a B.
2: I got a B as well. Um. The Harry Wilson one, I think, became absolutely necessary when uh, it was announced. I think it was a week ago that the injury happened, but David Brooks... Looks like he's going to be out for about two or three months because uh, he had to have surgery after a preseason game injury. Harry Wilson, while not like a like-for-like replacement for him, uh, fills a need that I think Bournemouth still have and might have even more if like someone like Ryan Frazier has a good start to the season and gets bought like in January or something. Uh, Harry Wilson... The only reason I watched as much as, of him as I did last season is because he was on Darby County with uh, Mason Mount and Fikayo Tomori, and obviously Frank Lampard coaching him. And I feel pretty comfortable saying he was the most talented player on that Darby County team and uh, far more relied upon for goals than even like Mason Mount. He, he's got a few years on Mason, but um, he's very direct, pretty pacey can hit them from distance go check out his goal versus leon was it uh this preseason he had a great long distance screamer for liverpool um he's gonna be a big one and actually one that i'm kind of hyped about in fantasy too because he's only like a six million uh midfielder so um i could see him popping up with like between five to ten goals and five to ten assists he's he's gonna be a really good player i'm I'm looking forward to seeing him
0: yeah i'm excited to watch him in the Premier league too uh all right uh Javier, did you give them a group? yeah?
1: No, I give them a, I give them a B plus. I like the Lloyd Kelly, Philip Billing, and uh, D- Dan Yama, Even the the Wilson signing, I think. Yeah, I think they they've spent their money well this this summer, and especially the Billing signing, I think it's going to improve them a ton. Um, I think they needed help defensively, and they brought it in. They were able to keep Frazier, which was massive because he was one that looked sure to go out this summer. So. Yeah, I think for them it was big keeping their best players. Also selling Tyrone Mings for 22 million. I mean, good job on that one. And Liz Musset for 11 million. I mean, those are two players that they barely used at all. Um, I mean, Mings was on loan, and Musset barely played. So getting 33 million out of those players and basically flipping them for you know Kelly Billing and and Danyama. Dan I mean, I think that's that's a great job. And uh, Eddie Howe keeps doing. Great work and I think Bournemouth will be uh they'll be pushing those Leicesters and the uh the Evertons and I think, you know, they'll be in and amongst it. They won't be around the relegation battle at all. I don't know if any of us will be able to say much about Denjuma
2: from uh, Bruges. No, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't get to watch yeah. him that much. But he's a Champions League player. So that's all, that's all we can say all. about him. Champions League player.
0: All right, that brings us to Brighton and Hove. Uh, Adam Webster comes in from Bristol. A lot of Bristol City so far, who gets uh, 22 million. Uh, Leandro Touchard from Gank, who's a winger, 20 20 million euros. Uh, Nial and Pai from Brentford, 20 million euros. Aaron Moy comes in from loan from Huddersfield uh they bring in a right back uh Yopi from PSG and then they also get Matt Clark from Portsmouth Anthony Knockart goes to Fulham on loan and then that's really the only notable one um i look i don't i'm worried about Brighton i have them in my in my
1: bottom 3 i don't know that any of these players comes in and is able to bring them out, which is why... You know, well, I'm looking to now. Neil, Neil Malpai, he got 25 goals and 8 assists last year in the championship, which is not a bad haul. Yeah, not um, bad at all. I mean, but- he's 22 years old, uh, French attacking midfielder slash striker. I was gonna say, I mean, I I didn't realize that they had a couple decent. Uh, they spent went and spent twenty million euros on him and also Trossard. I think those are two pretty big additions. I think that's what they've been missing. Um, I think also adding Aaron Moy today on loan for the year was another pretty big signing that makes me think like they're they're gonna be fighting. They're not gonna go down easily, and they'll they'll have more goals this year than they had last year with uh, with Malpai and Trossard. And there's no way Pascal Gross uh, is gonna be like. As bad as he was last year, Injuries. considering this year he had before, yeah, I just think like he's going to have more attacking options to play with. He's going to have Moy next to him to do some of the some of the hard work in midfield, and yeah, I just I think that Brighton are going to be they're better off than I thought, and um, yeah, I think I'm gonna I, you have a C plus Alex, I'm, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say C plus with you too. I'm gonna change it from a C to a C plus, but I, think, Honestly, I you, think Brighton have done okay. You telling me about the Aaron
2: Moy loan? Uh, a couple hours before we recorded this, that pretty much pushed it, pushed it over the edge for me to a C C+. And that, again, that's not a great grade for your uh, transfer window when you're trying to not get relegated. But I, And this might just be a personal thing, but I, I believe in a lot of the transfers they've made last season and the one before, that the change of manager to uh, Graham Potter and the style that he's going to want to play, the like possession attacking style, that those players are going to be more suited to it. So they didn't necessarily need a ton of signings. But the Moy one stands out just because it's in a really key area. In I guess I could draw a comparison to sorry needing Jorginho to implement what he was trying to do at Chelsea last year. Now it's not like for like because they've never worked together before, Potter and uh, Moy. But Moy is that kind of player where he has the Premier League experience. He can give you goals here and there, but he's far more better utilized uh, playing in a deeper role and helping you sort of keep the, the the. control of the game and, and keep your own tempo like in place throughout a game so um, yeah I'm gonna go C plus two
0: all right that brings us now to Burnley uh, Jay Rodriguez comes in from West Brom Eric Peters the left back from Stoke City comes in uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell comes in from Leeds Danny Drinkwater comes in on loan Tom Heaton leaves Stephen Ward leaves Stephen Ward retired we've, we've got John a second Waters.
2: one Stephen Ward he's Irish Andrew he's Irish I'm like it's doing Stephen <laughs> No, I'm just I'm being a dick.
1: I get it, but like, <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm also so preventing doing you from sounding ridiculous, like on the pod by correcting the pronunciation.
0: That's fine. That's fi- I, At this point, I'm full on leaning into mispronouncing everything because it's hilarious. But I'm also watching the Redskins preseason game and filling out my fantasy team right now. So
1: Andrew's very uh, committed I, to the. I'm pod glad right we have now, your guys. full attention, Andrew.
0: I. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Hey. All right. You know all where right. But my, Andrew, you have job. the highest
1: grade, so you got to talk about this one. Why do you have a C minus for Burnley?
0: I I kind of love the Danny Drinkwater transfer. Like, D-
1: did you fine. notice the
0: part where he's only he on loan done
2: until done... January, and then he's coming back to Chelsea?
0: I mean, that could be extended if I, he plays I, well. I
2: think the intention of that from the Chelsea point of view is that he will play well until January, and then either Burnley or someone else will buy him outright in January. Otherwise, I don't see why we did that.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't fine. think
2: Burnley would be willing to buy him outright, and I don't think he would be willing to take a pay cut, because Burnley aren't going to pay the full 100000 a week wages that he's on because they're only paying him 50,000 of it right now until January. They can afford it though. Can they? I don't think there's anyone at Burnley on a hundred thousand a week.
0: They, if they, that's the thing, they don't have anybody on a hundred thousand a week. uh, Well, no, that's
2: not how it works. They did that intentionally because they can't afford to pay a player, let alone Danny Drinkwater, someone who's not going to be a match winner for you. They can't afford to pay him a hundred thousand a week. Uh, I, I think it's to try and lure someone like West Ham or, you know, I don't know Everton if someone gets injured in their midfield. It's to lure those other clubs, not not Burnley. But I, I have a solid D here, Javier. I don't think D plus is a grade that exists. I, I think it just after C minus, it just goes straight to D and F. But uh, sure, yeah. Then if you, I'll, if, I'll put I'll put a D for this. Do You want to join me on D? I basically because they got yeah. No I just
1: one. I was yeah. I'm, I mean, Jay Rodriguez and Eric Peters are two just you know. Cunts Congrats! Two players that got relegated. Perfect with Stoke for Sean Dice the
2: last couple of seasons. Right,
1: perfect for Sean Dyche. I'm sure they'll do great in the system. But yeah, I mean, I I think Burnley will be safe. Um, I think they have a squad decent enough to under Sean Dyche to stay up. But they're not going anywhere. They're not pushing for Europe again. They're not getting anywhere near that six or 7th spot again. So um, you know, I think that this is just. Maybe them thinking that they're gonna stay in the Premier League, I think with this summer though they might find it hard. they might get sucked down in the relegation battle I, I I'm kind of doubting my like you know they' they're, they're gonna be safe this this season pick that I had on the uh on the preview pod um so yeah, I don't I'm not very confident with what Burnley have done all right, that brings us to Crystal Palace
2: who... <laughs> wow James... the ultimate the ultimate insult
0: yeah, we're yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, they had a we transfer had a better brand. transfer why, why we window talk than about that?
2: Burnley, who we just talked about, according to all of our grades that we have on there. <laughs> we had a better transfer. Honestly, window. I did, agree. Have, hey, I also, like, defend. look at
1: all the players in. Honestly, those are all like new signings for Chelsea. Exactly, like, Tammy, Mason yeah. Mount, Zuma, like Mishi. M- 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 not really, in, but in like case, Reece, James, All of those.
2: In case the listeners aren't aware, Andrew, I don't know if you did it intentionally, but you just skipped over Chelsea to go straight to Crystal Palace.
0: I did. I did not realize it. I did oh, not okay. realize it because there was no. That's the thing. Like I, because you look at how many of these signings came through on like deadline day, and I just like was like I saw the Crystal Palace ones and just saw the yellow and went straight for the yellow. Uh, Chelsea. Mateo Kovacic comes in from Madrid. Christian Pulisic comes in from Dortmund. Kurt Zouma returns from Everton. Mason Mount returns from Derby. Tammy Abraham returns from Aston Villa. Mishi Batshuayi comes back from Palace. Reese James comes back from Wigan. Hazard departs for Madrid. David Luiz departs for Arsenal. Uh... Then you've got Ampadu leaving on loan for Leipzig, Cahill leaving, Danny Drinkwater leaving on loan. Uh, a couple more other of the loan army there that Alex probably wants to get into. Look, I give this a B minus because I'm concerned about the striking. But look, everything else they did is solid. Uh, and again, you lose Eden Hazard. Like I can't give you a good, like a grade above a B minus for for losing a world class player and not being bringing one in. I understand that they couldn't do anything about it, but I, so- you know. He's still, same yeah. logic, but I, I think... I, I mean, but they had adjusted. the
1: foresight to bring in Pulisic in January and like loan him back because they knew they were getting transfer banned. And right. They my, knew but they were going to lose. Mine's adjusted. Heated.
2: The same reasoning Everyone as, as you Same reasoning. I can't give us an A, obviously, because we lost a world-class player. But I think we, you can give us a B. Because, as you can see, there's a ton of players, like 40 players that were out on loan last season. And I think... I mean... Maybe it's not that difficult to do, but I'm pretty sure we did a very good job of identifying the ones that will be able to make an impact this season and uh, loaning out the ones that maybe could have made an impact, like Ampadu, like uh, like Jay De Silva. We, we, we sold, who's a, a very young, promising left back, and Ola Aina, I think he had a, 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 an option to buy from Torino that they took up. He was a good right back slash left back option. But I think we did well in. We made the the best of a of a messy situation, and um, yeah, I, I'll give us a B. Losing Hazard automatically, you can't get an A.
1: Yeah, and I think I would have given you guys like a B plus if you didn't lose David Luiz on the last day, um, which I don't think it's going to be end up being a positive for Chelsea. I think you guys might miss him a little bit this year, and I think it'll be. M- more of a positive for Arsenal than what you and all the Chelsea fans seem to think. So, but I've given you guys a beat purely because number one, I thought that if you didn't sell uh, Eden last summer, you weren't going to get this you know hundred mil plus fee that you guys got from Real Madrid. So really impressive that with one year left on the contract, you got another year of play out of him. Got back into the Champions League um, when he easily could have gone the summer before, and. Yeah, I think just impressive fees from those players. Um, they also, uh, this departure isn't there, but they also sold Murata for fifty-five million. Right. Um, that that money won't which be which was another. Th- it's a loan for another, this year,
2: and then we get that fifty-five next yeah, summer.
1: but I'm saying that's a that's another big big um, departure. That I think it's just another step forward for Chelsea. I think that all of these players getting getting the time to you know play a year in the Premier League for Chelsea. And getting the getting giving players like Zuma, like Pulisic, like Mason Mount and Tammy game time in the Premier League, starting good minutes. I think it's just going to be really good for Chelsea. I think it was something that needed to happen, and that because of all the money that you guys spend and all the Galacticos that you guys normally go and do, I think it's going to continue. I think next summer you're going to go and do that. I think you're going to go and spend 250 million, do your usual Galactico Chelsea shit. But I think that at least having one year to sort out the good and the bad. It feels like next year you guys can then just, you know, keep the good ones, reinforce where you need and spend, you know, a lot of money on two or three, you know, big, big players that you need in positions that are the weakest. And it feels like this year is just going to be the the test run. And this feels like a perfect summer for that test run. So for those exact reasons, I know we've talked
2: about it enough on this pod and the last pod, but to just to get specific about it, David Louise leaving, I think, is a huge part of that uh that process of just sort of shedding the dead weight, shedding the players that were contributing to like the player empowerment era at Chelsea, who contributed to, uh, I don't want to say a toxic environment, but what's been said about David Luiz. Also Louise,
1: gave you multiple league
2: titles. One league title um, the first season he came back, but he's, he's a player that many have said he's great to play with when things are going his way. And he feels like he's being treated properly, but as soon as uh, his minutes start to get taken away, or maybe trust starts to dip in him, regardless of his performances and uh, or how well he's playing, he doesn't seem to get very. He's not very happy with the manager, and it, it, it all seemed fine up until a week ago when we lost five three at Salzburg. Uh, and then Frank Lampard, his manager and former teammate, tried to give him pointers and suggestions on how to improve. And he threw a fit and they got into a shouting match in the locker room in front of everyone. Uh, Frank then decided to start Zuma and Christensen in the following friendly, which is a preseason friendly. like it doesn't necessarily mean that you' he's, he's chose them as his like starting partnership. But David Louise had a had a, a shouting match with Frank then because of that and told his agent the next day to find him a move away from Chelsea. And when Frank found that out, they suggested that he train separately, and it all came to a head in the middle of the week when, you know, the press started to find out that Luis was training apart from the rest of the team. So he's someone that we we asked him to be a leader, to be a mentor, to be uh, a veteran player, and to, at age 32, pretty old, even for a centre-back, uh... Not necessarily play every single game, but be willing to uh, sit on the bench every now and then, play the Champions League game still. And he wasn't He wasn't willing to do that. And I don't necessarily really fault him for that. I, I just expected more of him. So uh, if, if we get to shed a player who's going to sulk because he's not starting every single game, even though he doesn't deserve to then, you know what, that's fine by me, and I'll still still give us a B. And that's not me trying to shit on Arsenal buying him. I'm just saying it makes sense for us in the rebuilding season, like you just said, Javier, just from my point of view.
1: That reminds me, just quickly, one more... Speaking of sulking players, Koscielny, the way that he left the club, um, just going on strike and not not going on preseason tour and everything. I mean just pathetic pulling off and the arsenal to ruin, shirt
2: to reveal a Bordeaux way, shirt. Way to
1: ruin off way to ruin your Arsenal legacy, you know, staying being there nine years at the club and then in two or three weeks just destroying it. So cool dude. That's what we'll remember you by. Um, you know, have fun at Bordeaux. Um I'm sure we'll uh, we'll do better without you.
0: All right, that moves us over to Crystal Palace. Uh, James McCarthy comes in from uh, James McCarthy comes in from Everton for three million. Jordan Ayew comes in from Swansea for three million. Uh, Victor Camaresa comes in today from Real Betis on loan, and they bring in Gary Cahill from Chelsea. They sell Aaron Juan bissaka to Manchester United for fifty-five million, and they release Ray Sako. Look, their best player—they didn't buy a right back,
1: Saha. Martin Kelly. Who's they, ready they don't for Martin Kelly. Don't Martin Kelly? What the fuck? <laughs> they are crazy. They're all. They're definitely like in relegation trouble for me because I thought they were going to sign a couple of players. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think they went a little bit crazy this window. I think they just this whole Zaha thing maybe threw them off, and I don't know. I, I don't know. They, I don't why understand I keep, why, why they why didn't go and B- spend that money because
0: they didn't sell. They didn't sell. I'm Zaha. giving them a D.
1: They kept I'm giving them him. a D. I mean, I think, yeah, keeping him is, is, I guess, a good thing. But I just think that they're going to have trouble. All these other teams coming up, uh, they've made signings. And I think, you know, they, Palace struggled last year. No, and, they they uh, were, I don't know. Finished, I think they're going they to be stale this 13th year. 13th last year.
2: I, I, I was down there on, on D with you, Javier, until they got Victor Camarasa, who we saw played very well for Cardiff last season. was probably like the only— technically gifted like central midfield player that they had everyone else was just like a defensive destroyer um th- that pushed them up to a c-minus though so it- it's only alone he's a good player they'll probably be worse than they were last year just because of wan and uh but I'll give him a c-minus for getting Kamarasa and not losing uh Zaha
0: all right that brings what us over to grade? Everton Moise Kean. oh you said B- I said I, mean, I said B-minus yeah because they kept Zaha uh, that brings us to Everton. Moise Kane from uh, Juventus for 28 million euros. Alex Wobey, the attacking midfielder and winger from Arsenal, from 35 million pounds. Jean Philippe uh How the you fuck know what? Do I I've actually never, that?
2: I've never Gabmin? even heard that pronounced, so I can't really help you. I'm gonna say
0: Gobamien. Uh This it's probably Jamin.
1: Mine. It's probably like Jabin or something, because it's French. You don't know. Yeah, Jean Philippe yeah. Jabin. Jabin. Uh, Pretty clearly uh, An- African. Andre
0: Gomes from <laughs> <Not> French. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but we know France did some things in Africa. Andre Gomes goes to Bar- goes from Barcelona for 25 million euros. Fabian Delph from Manchester City on nine and a half million euros. Uh Sidibe, the right back from Monaco, they brought him on on loan. And Lossel, the goalkeeper from Huddersfield, outgoing uh, Adresa Gay to PSG. Uh, Lookman goes to Leipzig. Vlasic goes to Moscow, uh, CSK Moscow. McCarthy goes to Palace. Jagielka leaves on a free and signs with Sheffield United. And uh, a couple, a couple of young players, including Dowell, Jean-Jo, Kenny, and Ashley Williams, all leave the club. Uh, this was a great window from Everton. Uh, I, I, there's players on this team that I'm really excited are going to be in the in the Premier League, like Moise Kane. Let's see if City Bay can be, can uh, bring some of that form back from that Monaco team that made that big run, but. This is A-minus for me. Uh, the only thing that I hate about this is that they lost to Gay, but everything else about this I, I really love.
2: Javier, you should probably go before me, seeing as you have a lower grade. But I feel like we probably have the same idea here.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought they had a good window. Uh, the Moise Keen sign signing is surprising. Uh, I think Alex Wobbe a good signing for them. I think he's young. He's only 23. He's homegrown. And I think he'll he'll be a good player for them. I don't know how much game time he's going to get, but I think um a good as amount. a right winger, I think I, Sorry? Probably a good amount. Wouldn't you say he's about the same level as Bernard, who just
2: starts on like the left wing for them? Yeah.
1: But they also have Richarlison, yeah, they and put Richarlison now with on the right Keane. And Kane up top. I think it's gonna be it, it'll be I don't know how much. I think initially it might be hard for him to get game time, but um, I think he'll break into the team sooner rather than later. I don't know how good this midfielder they got from Mines is. Um, I think that's going to be a big part of if this is a good window for them or not, because like uh, Andrew said, losing just a gay is. I, I thought he was the best midfielder outside of like the top six, and he easily could have broken into a bunch of the top six teams. Like I would have absolutely loved him on Arsenal, um, and I mean it just shows because he's going to go play at PSG. I also think that they kind of had a hole in... Uh, they lost Kurt Zuma, who was on loan from Chelsea. and I mean, that's the one I they didn't don't, replace. I don't see a replacement. They didn't go and get a center back to go replace him. And I thought that that was by far their best defender last year. So I think they lost their two best defenders, which I, I'm i kind of a little bit worried about them for that. Um, I kind of had them being that like dark horse team that I thought could push maybe Chelsea for sixth place. But yeah, I'm a little bit nervous for them... Um, just because they didn't get those defensive reinforcements. They just kind of maybe got a replacement for Idris but who knows if that's going to be good or not. And, yeah, I think they're going to be good attacking-wise. I think is a good defensive uh, player. He's good o- offensively, but defensively, I don't think he approves, improves them that much. And, yeah, I mean, Delph is probably a decent, a decent uh, guy if they're going to be playing him in midfield. That's probably one that maybe is is, is an even bigger replacement for Gay. Um, And one that I, I like Delft because he brings cover for left back as well. Um, so I think, yeah, that's why I have them being a B. It's good window, but still work to be done next summer. And they're really going to be, you know, Yeri Mina's got to work out for them because sure. they're, they're banking a lot on him.
2: Uh, I was going to downgrade from a B plus to a B, but... I'm just happy that we have another player called Gibril in the league again because, you know, we've been really missing that since C say left. Uh, so, also Gibril Sidibe, a longtime favorite of mine that I wanted Chelsea to sign, but instead he goes to Everton, which probably means he's
0: not really good enough for Chelsea, but whatever. Um, if he would have been good enough for Chelsea, you would have bought probably. him in the last couple windows. Like, but instead, Mon- Monica sold Acosta. everyone on that team. <laughs> but. Uh-
2: Oh well, we've got uh, Rhys James now. Yeah, I mean, same reasons that you just mentioned, Javier. No centre back, so uh, I'll say B plus for the influx of Jibril
0: Leicester City. They bring in Yuri Tielemans from Monaco. They bring in A Uzi Perez from a Newcastle. They bring in James Justin from Luton. They obviously lose Harry Maguire to Manchester United. They they lose <clears throat> they lose Okazaki to Malaga on a free, and they release Danny Simpson. This is a B minus for me because of the Harry Maguire deal, but Yuri tillmans might come in and be one of the top three transfers in the Premier League this year for me. I'm really good. I know we saw him Should play well. Definitely. probably probably could have been up there is is all I'm saying. Uh that's where I'm at with it. Losing Harry Maguire really hurts. Not replacing him also really hurts, but the Telemans brings it up from a C to uh to a B minus for me.
2: Yeah, I can't believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll stick with C plus. <laughs> I really thought they were going to go out and spend uh, something on some kind of center back. There were, yeah, I
1: mean that's why I have C minus. There were rumors. Of I, I like cannot Lewis believe dunk. they didn't replace McGuire. Uh, I yeah, think they went. Or... They went for Ake, and then uh,
2: Bournemouth cucked them and said seventy five million for Ake, which is hilarious. <laughs> but um, right, it's Virgil van Dyke um, money. Yeah, so they didn't get a center back. I just I thought they'd get someone. They you, you, they went out and they showed so much promise early in the window, wrapping up Telemans and Iose Perez, But then when push came to shove and the deal, it's, and it's not like it was a surprise either. We all knew that Maguire was in the works for months. So I, I just don't know why they didn't have someone else lined up.
0: So I'll say C plus. All right, that moves us to Liverpool. They bring in Adrian from go from <clears throat> they bring in Adrian from West Ham on a free. They bring in Sepp Vanderberg, the center back and central midfielder from a. Uh, from a Dutch team, PEC Zwolle, uh, they bring in Harvey Elliott, the central midfield from Fulham. For undisclosed, they sell Danny Ng, Simon Minule, Harry Wilson goes on loan, Grudz goes on loan, Alberto Marino and Daniel Sturridge go. Uh, released on free. I, look, I'm giving them an incomplete. They didn't They didn't play the game this summer, And as, as I said in previous pods, but at the same time, they didn't need to do anything. The it's fuck not is our this fault that we're good bullshit. at playing young and developing players. It's an incomplete. They didn't play. They didn't submit a final project that that they you they don't, fail they, you no, don't they they get They an submitted Little a final project, it's, an it's incomplete.
2: two kids and a 35-year-old Spanish keeper, um, and no left back depth, and... <laughs> If if you want to hear more details on why Javier and I both have Fs for Liverpool, go listen to our top six preview because they I, – I said it before. I'll say it briefly now. They needed some kind of fresh, serious first team player to to, to push on and win the league. And I, since they didn't get even one of those, I can't give them anything more than an F.
0: Manchester City comes in with Rodri from Atletico Madrid, Joao Cancelo from Juventus which was con- uh, completed just the last couple days, Angelino the left back from PSV, uh, and they bring back they bring back Alex, uh, Garcia. They sell Danilo to Juventus to get Joao Cancelo. They sell Douglas Luiz to Aston Villa. They let Fabian Delf goes to Everton, Patrick Roberts goes to Norwich, Zach Steffen goes to Düsseldorf in the Bundesliga and Vincent Company uh kind of retired but he's also going to be player coach at Anderlecht. Uh this is an A. This is a solid A. They they strengthened at every single position that they needed to strengthen in particular that the big hole which was the central midfield which was where fernandinho was picking up occasional injuries last year they signed left back depth by bringing back angelino they bring in a better right back in my opinion for their system with Zhao Cancelo. the champions keep spending money
1: yeah yeah i mean that's why i got an a plus i i think it's disgusting that they can go and spend 150 million you know the the year after they win back-to-back titles and yeah, it's just it's it feels helpless. It feels like if they keep making signings like this, like Rodri, like Jao Cancelo, um, you know, keeping their young talent fresh, um, bringing back players like Alex Garcia on loan who played really well at Girona last year. Um, it just it's it's gonna be hard for anyone to beat this team. And yeah, I just the the fact that they were able to get two significant first team signings. Yeah, it's it's gonna be scary for them and and left back depth. As well as more midfield depth, it, I don't, I don't even, I don't know, I don't know where to start. Like, I, I don't see a chink in the armor, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be hard to break their dominance, and I don't think this is going to be the year that it's done. So I feel kind of weird about having a minus now. <laughs> I'll probably upgrade that to an A.
2: Um, yeah, I'm just going to say A, and just to say a bit more about Shao Kinselo, I feel like we haven't really mentioned him enough. Uh, they only went and broke the record for most money spent on a wingback when they signed him. That kind of went under the radar. Like people just, because it was brought up earlier in the summer, kind of went away. And then in the last week, it caught steam again. And they upgraded Danilo, probably the only player in their backline that you could realistically say was a bad defender. And they brought in a better version of Danilo. Danilo, who's like a right back who can play on the left, but isn't necessarily great at it. I mean they big time too. Juventus
1: who were who are supposedly trying to win the Champions League this year and they went and took like one of their best players who one of their standout players from last year. Yeah, so. well that 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 oil money came uh it came talking. And
2: uh, and Juventus same thing with Atletico Madrid. I mean
1: Rogi was Roger was like a, a big player for them. So I think 70 million was a, is a bargain to get a player of that caliber who's probably going to be at the base of that midfield for, you know, 8 to 10 years.
0: It was yeah, it was the release well, they clause. Just, they just hit his uh, release yeah, there clause. There was no
1: negotiation. So, I mean, a couple you,
0: yeah, a couple years ago, when you put in a seventy million pound release clause, people think you're fucking crazy, and now that's regular, not money. Manchester United uh, brings in Harry Maguire from Leicester City. They bring in Aaron Wan-Bissaka from Palace, and they bring in Daniel James from Swansea City. Lukaku leaves on sixty-five million euros. They. Ander Herrera leaves on a free to PSG. Uh, Antonio Valencia also leaves on a free, goes back to play in uh, Ecuador. Uh, and Dean Henderson leaves for Sheffield United on loan. I'm going to give them a B. The three signings that they made, I think, are all going to work out well for them. But I don't like the timing of the McGuire signing. I also think they still needed to bring in a striker. But I think they might be able to keep that one in-house, especially if they find a way to maybe get something out of Alexis Sanchez. that's a big ask that is a very very big ask but also you know maybe fine with greenwood coming in and with with daniel james coming in maybe you can rotate uh strikers between rashford and martial and allow both of them to kind of rotate into that number nine position but i think this is an okay window from united they just didn't get their business done quickly enough which is kind of typical united over the last four or five years
1: yeah, I mean, I I've got I'm similar Andrew where I've got a B minus. I mean, I thought I think Maguire and Wamba are both fantastic signings that are going to improve their back line, which was where they needed improving. But I'm very surprised that Lukaku leaving for 65 million euros. They didn't bring in someone like Bruno Fernandez or just another big name attacking signing that I thought United would just do. I just thought that they would do that. Um, maybe they're saving up and are thinking of doing it in January, but. Yeah, I don't know. I it, it seems to me like it's it's left the United fans thinking, like, what what happened? You know, because this is pretty regular for them, dropping 150 or 200 million uh, euros. And it's good that they drop most of it on their back line, but it felt like with a big departure like uh, Lukaku uh, and Erebro was a pretty big part of their midfield as well. Um, I think they're going to miss those players and I didn't really see replacements for them. So I think... You know, not replacing Lukaku, not replacing Herrera. While they did gain something in Maguire and Wan Bissaka, I think they lo- they had a couple things that they lost, and and I'm surprised that they didn't go out and replace them. So that's why I'm saying B minus. Yeah. I'll say
2: B plus. Building off what you just said about them addressing the uh, the problems in the backline, Javier. I'll take it a different way with the Lukaku signing. Uh, I-, I think losing Lukaku is going to be addition by subtraction. Uh, sure if they had gone out and spent 100 million on bruno fernandez that would have been great because that's his buyout clause that's what you're going to have to spend to get him and everyone's been trying to lowball sporting with like 50 or 60 million offers but uh yeah and like you said andrew i wouldn't be surprised that they went and did that in january if things weren't going completely their way uh, halfway through the season but lukaku he wasn't really a fit for what Solskjaer was trying to do he played well in a few like cup games and things like that but if there was one thing that we we could really seriously take away from solskjaer's he united was teams
1: that's the one thing he right. was it was like when rashford went down there they were was playing a period on the where right. he, where Lukaku banged in they goals. were playing him on like the right yeah. wing and stuff and having him try and cut in
2: from the right and sort of like find space that way like on the counter i just think like
1: alexis it, it's going to it's going to bring a lot of pressure on alexis where like he's going to have to perform well, i was going gonna, to i was going
2: to take it back to marcus rashford I, I think that it's very clear that i think it'll be getting, very good for getting rashford, Lukaku yeah. out of there is pretty much handy the keys to the the Ferrari to Rashford saying take us where you can like and I personally trust him to do that I have him in my fantasy team and I don't plan on taking him out unless he gets injured
1: yeah so do I I mean he's gonna be a monster this year um I'm pretty excited for him as well and I think that for them like what you're saying Alex like Lukaku was I think I think it's gonna be a win-win for both teams you know losing him um but i just think that that's a player when you get that account of, uh, kind of money back and you spent that kind of money on a player i think you have to go out and replace him i just i don't think that you can just also someone like Herrera leaving on a free who played you know 40 something games for united last year in all competitions Where Fred steps on um, yeah i mean you're going yeah, to you're going to i mean but this is where they're looking at players in their team but these are kind of question marks you know that they maybe could have addressed in this window but they didn't um, but maybe because they, they are not in the Champions League, maybe they don't they can't attract the type of player that they want at the club, and maybe they're set, saving a little bit of bread um, you know, because they don't want to maybe spend all of it on Solskjaer this window. If Solskjaer doesn't work out and they end up having to fire him in the middle of the season, sure. they probably don't want to spend their entire kitty. So I can see maybe why they didn't give uh, Solskjaer the... the License to go and do that. But if they were really serious on getting back into the Champions League, I think they would have gone and gotten a Bruno Fernandez or a Dibala and spent another 80 or 100 million to go do that. Or Ericsson. And I think they're Manchester United and they should have done that. So that's why I'm giving them a B minus because I think for the standard of, of window that I expect from Manchester United, like this is like a subpar window for them because they usually go and get a blockbuster Paul Pogba as well as these players that they got in this window. You know, I don't think you can call Maguire like a blockbuster signing. Sure, they paid a ton of money for him, but they only paid that much money Was because. Is
0: a blockbuster signing? Sorry. Was Virgil Van Dijk of definitely? Because I think signing. you were you guys were
1: like clearly going and buying like one of the if the like at the time the best center back in the league, and I mean he was on Southampton, so we didn't know at, at the time that he was the best, but he looked like he could be. I I don't think McGuire is going to look look like a like a complete world beater going from Leicester to United. Like it's not like a massive upgrade in in terms of the players that are going to be around him. So. Um, yeah, I mean I think it's going to be a good move for for them, but I think that like Lester they definitely overpaid. Lester skinned them because McGuire literally came in like a year ago or yeah, a year ago and they definitely thought that he was going to be their their long-term piece and I think it's going to hurt them a lot this year and I don't think the money even what they got from him is going to be worth uh, 85 million. It it might hurt them a, a lot more than they think. So um but yeah, I'm I'm Quietly optimistic that uh, this United team can get their stuff together, and that players like you know Rashford and Alexis will, will have even more productive seasons uh, without Lukaku there. But I still think it's holes that they're gonna, they're gonna, they might miss. Okay, that
0: moves us to Newcastle United, who bring in Joel Ellington from Hoffenheim for 44 million euros, breaking their own transfer record. They bring in Alan St. Maxime, the, the winger from Nice, who was notable for used to wearing Gucci headbands when he played for Nice last year. How about that? Uh, they bring in Jetro... Yeah, I, me too. Uh, they bring in Jetro Williams from Frankfurt on loan. They they bring in uh, Emile Kraft from Amiens... <coughs> I mean, yeah, I think that they're French. I took Amiens. I took fucking Greek and Latin right in high school. How's that? We're playing out for me. Uh, they uh, also sell A.Z. Perez to Leicester. Joselou goes back to goes Mo Alavez, Modiami goes to, Mo to Al-Halil. Al-Ali. <laughs> uh, Ron, yes. Yes. Rondon goes to China. Kennedy goes back to Chelsea. Is he even going to play this uh, he year? He might Alex? be loaned
2: out to a European club. Who knows? He play, He's played a lot in preseason. Mm.
0: I'm gonna give them a C plus. I like the attacking signings a lot, but the biggest loss that they had was the fact that they let their manager go and they brought in Steve Bruce, which is kind of a transfer in in and of itself. If yeah, you I mean that's why I'm it.
1: giving them a C. It's like I like their transfers too. I would give them a B like uh like what Alex has, or even like you know, B- closer, minus. like what you have, Andrew a C plus, B B minus, but I would give them closer to a B. If they hadn't lost Rafa Benitez, because I like Joe Ellington, I like Maxime, Jetro Williams, I think these are all good signings, Um, but I think defensively they're still going to have issues, and I think that they're not going to have as coherent a game plan as they had under Benitez, I think those players really needed that, Uh, the players at Newcastle, so I think they're going to be in a big relegation fight, um, even with these players. Players, but I think Maxime, he's a he's quite a tricky little uh, winger, and that's quite pretty good signing for him for them. I, he's I'm excited. He's, uh, yeah, I think him. he's pretty exciting. I think he's definitely better than better option than uh, I think Perez or or Kennedy. So I think he'll be a uh, uh, a little bit of a hit in the league, and I, Joe Ellington as well. It's a big big. They spent a lot of money for him, shattered their transfer record. So I think they're expecting big things from him. They need you know ten or twelve goals from him to to, to be able to stay at up. least. They need Amaron to play yeah, that's, well, well too. Yeah, well. I was
2: going to say I approached this from a from a different perspective of it. I approached it independent of the of Rafa Benitez leaving. Uh, I, I approached it from the standpoint of Steve Bruce is your manager. You have the current Newcastle team that's been pr- good defensively under Rafa Benitez. There's obviously questions over whether that will continue uh, with Steve Bruce. But he is, uh, theoretically, a defensive manager. So what you needed was players that will enable you to still play defensively and put in a shift without the ball for too long, but be able to transition quickly, either win set pieces in the opposition half or uh, use the pace of someone like San maximon to to actually score off the counterattack. San maximon to me, is the Kennedy replacement directly. Almiron is pretty clear now, after even that, that half season, he can fill iosi Perez's boots as the main creator and uh hard worker in not the center of midfield but just behind the striker and he can drift out to those wide areas and uh have like an addition by subtraction uh effect on this team similar to what lukaku leaving uh will do for rashford Perez is a good player but uh, you get the sense with almiron he's younger he's quicker He's probably better on the ball, and I think he can put in just as much of a of a shift as Iosef Perez uh, for this Newcastle team. I'm going to say I'll say B minus.
0: All right, we move to Norwich. One of the uh, we got a couple promoted teams coming up here. We got Ralph Farman coming in from Schalke on loan. Uh, Joseph Dermich comes in from Munchen Gladbach on a free. He's a striker. Uh, Sam Byram comes in from West Ham for 830 euros, 830 thousand euros. Ibrahim Amadou comes in on loan from Sevilla. Patrick Roberts comes in on loan from Manchester City. Uh, then they lose a couple guys. Uh, Marcel Franke goes to Hanover. Steven Naismith goes to Hearts. And Nelson Oliveira goes to Athens, AEK in Athens. Um, look, I like the the couple guys that they brought in from the Bundesliga. Farman's a solid goalkeeper. Dermish has scored probably 10 goals. At least a season. I'm wondering Gladbach. I have to go look at the numbers. I'm interested to see what, see what this Patrick Roberts kid can do at City. He's been kind of like one of those like touted up Manchester City youth players who's never really like broken in at one player because he's been on loan in a Just billion Celtic. places. Let's see if he can do something this. Year. But it's been like two years. He, yeah, uh, he went somewhere else too. I thought. Yeah, nothing. I, not that I, I have to look at it. Up.
1: Uh, but I remember him being a Celtic. Yeah, I think he he, he was think, in the MLS. This, had, like, yeah, a, two years ago, I think. So with, I think he was on uh, NYCFC
2: yeah jack harrison's yeah, and other you know city players on loan in new york city fc
0: well he was drafted by them and then signed for city permanently uh he was on uh patrick roberts was at celtic Girona and then was loaned to norwich last year or loaned to norwich this year i think yeah so he yeah he was at Girona okay. last year alex um didn't score in his 19 appearances
1: for them in la liga um These are all depth signings. I'm I'm giving them a C because I mean, while I know they won last year the the championship, I I think that like when you come up, I feel like you got to spend a little bit more money than what they did here. I mean, they what they got three loans, they spent eight hundred and thirty thousand euros, and they got a free. I mean, it feels like they should have gone and spent thirty or forty million on a player or two, and they didn't. So, I'm a little bit worried that um, they're relying a lot on the players that they already have there. So, I mean, if they think, they must think that the players that they have there are good enough. And yeah, I don't know. I expected a few more Premier League-level signings uh, than what they got. So, I'm giving them a C. I do like Farahman as well uh, and Dermich, but I just think that they should have splashed a little cash and not gone so uh, stingy because it might cost them if they go down.
2: I'll make the case for us with Bs, Andrew. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's just because we like their team as it stands or the team that already uh, was in place when when they've come up. Uh, But the B for for me was basically that the only positions that I really had any sort of doubts about were center midfield and in goal. And they go and get a Champions League level goalie in uh, Farman and uh and ibrahim amadou they only just wrapped up in the last day or two uh but i mean before they were relying on pretty clearly like championship level players like tom tribal who you know it's he's never been in the premier league before amadou's at least been playing at a a champions league level club maybe not consistently but uh, he's someone that i can see transitioning to the premier league pretty easily and they went and got depth for other positions that you know they're not gonna they're not gonna blow anyone away but if they do happen to get injuries to Timu Puki, they can throw in Josip Dermich from Mönchengladbach. If they have an injury to uh, Max Ahrens at right back, they can throw in Byram, who's been playing at West Ham the last two years. It's, uh, it's depth signings that uh, ensure that if they do fall upon those uh, injuries to key players, they have someone at least experienced to, to, to slot in and not be exposed too much. So I'll, I'll say B.
0: All right, that brings us to Sheffield United. Dean Henderson on loan from United. Uh, Oliver McBurney comes in from Swansea City. He's a striker. Liz Muset comes in from Bournemouth. He's a striker. Callum uh, Callum Robinson comes in from Preston North End. Luke Luke Freeman comes in from QPR. Ben Osborne comes in from Nottingham Forest. Phil Jagielka comes in from Everton. He was a free. Ravel Morrison comes in. Uh, he come, Oosteron's, and then we had Muhammad Besic comes in from Everton today. That was a center midfielder. This is a D for me. Who the fuck are <laughs> half these guys? I know well, most of these players,
2: if you do your players, research, like, Andrew, you would know, and you would give them a C-plus like no, 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 me and no. Javier. No, no, I mean, I mean um, but
1: I don't understand how you can give no, Sheffield a well, D and you give Norwich, uh, like, a, like a B, like... Because like, I feel like Sheffield actually went and got some decent players. I'm not players. saying I
0: didn't do research. I'm saying, who the fuck are these guys? Like, I
1: don't think these guys are going to be able oh, to keep Oh, I don't think up. anyone really is really going to They're taking that. a big... <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to keep them up I, either, but I think that they actually went and spent splash of cash. They went and spent you know, 40, 45 million uh, pounds and brought in some decent loan players like Henderson, like Besic, um and some decent players on freeze like Jaggy Elka with experience and they bought some good younger players like McBurney and uh well, I guess Musset's not that young but I think McBurney Freeman's is, pretty young
2: McBurney is the one he was uh, he was there uh, he came up at Swansea and really got his chance there when it looked like they were uh doomed to be relegated and I I guess people just assume he was bad because he wasn't amazing right away for a relegation side but he went back down to the championship last year. I think he was playing for Stoke in the championship, and he tore the championship to pieces. They have another goal scorer, so uh, it, it's good to get like a little bit more depth of someone who's more of a target man um, in in McBurney. But the, the main reason I didn't give them a terrible grade is because the main issue they seem to have is that they don't really have any sort of pace or, or work rate from their forward players. And they went out and got at least, Marseille and Callum Robinson, who are, if nothing else, they're pacey players. So they, it addressed a need stylistically that I think they had. I, I will not debate whether they, this will get them uh, to stay in the Premier League. I think they still probably get relegated, but I think it gives them more of a, a fighting chance. So uh, I'll say C+. All
0: right. That brings us to Southampton, who... <laughs> Bring in Che Adams from Birmingham City. Uh, they bring in Musa Diamepo from Saint. The D in, is silent, uh, Andrew. The D Gineppo. is silent.
2: Have you not seen Django?
0: <laughs> I definitely feel like I pronounced the Django and with like it with with like it's it's part of the J there, but fine. Uh, Danny Ings comes in from Liverpool on a permanent that after the loan. Uh, Matt Target with his really Matt lame Tar-G. sounding fucking last name goes to Aston Villa. Yes, Matthew, yeah. Uh, Charlie Austin goes to goes to West Brom. Steven Davis goes to Rangers on a free. Uh, Jordy Classy leaves for AZ Alkmaar in the Netherlands. And Josh Sims goes to New York Red Bulls. Uh, this is a C for me. I think all these pieces will help. I just maybe I hope for Southampton that they've got some of those famous youth players about to break through because I, I don't think these players are really – that. I thought they got a center back too, Alex. Eye didn't you
1: room. text me earlier today that they got well, uh, a defender? It hasn't
0: been confirmed on the
2: Premier League website and it's well after the windows closed, so I guess not. Uh,
1: I, so I, I maybe I checked, it didn't go through. I checked through. the
2: transfer, uh, official transfers list right before we came on and it wasn't there. So, um, Yeah, I, I went C because their, their whole window basically rides on Che Adams being able to make the jump from Championship Birmingham City. To uh, the Premier League right away. You know, Danny Ings is, is well documented now that he's one of the more injury prone strikers, but when healthy, he can give you everything that Charlie Austin would have given you. Uh, but pretty confident that Ings will get injured at some point, and Shay Adams is going to have to pick up the slack. Uh, it's either him or Shane Long or Michael Obafemi. So uh, a lot of pressure on a championship striker. And, you know, there's, there's a good amount of strikers trying to make that leap from the championship to the Premier League this season. Uh, I, I'm just, I just haven't really seen enough of Che Adams to know for sure whether he's going to be able to do it. But I, I, I do trust Ralph Huston a to sign the right players. So I'll, I'll say C. All
0: right. That brings us to Tottenham. Uh, they bring in Ndombele from Lyon, smash, <clears throat> smashing their transfer budget, uh, smashing their transfer record with a 60 million euro uh, purchase Giovanni Lo Celso comes in on loan to buy from Real Betis. Ryan Cessignol comes in from Fulham. Uh, Jack Clark comes in from Leeds, but it's also loaned back. Kieran Trippier leaves for Atletico Madrid. Jansen leaves for Mexico. Cameron Carter-Vickers on loan to Stoke. Urente and Michel Vorm released. This is an A for me. They add depth in key positions in midfield with Lo Celso and Ndombele. They didn't lose the center back that we all thought they were going to lose in uh, Toby Alderweireld. They, they keep that back there. I have faith that Spurs will continue to break through some sort of youth player. My one concern for them is who's backup striker. Is it just Kim and song now that Yorente is gone? That's probably my only criticism, which maybe I should bump them down to it. Yeah. But like, he's, he's not the same type of striker as Kane, but there's really not many other same type of strikers as Kane and you was important for them down the, lo- down, down the line. But uh, yeah, it, this was a great window for Spurs, and they—they they, like I said, they, we, they spent money for the first time in a couple years, and this is their first full year going in with the, the new stadium, so it should be a good one. Yeah, I have an A-
2: minus just because, like you mentioned uh, with Alderweireld, they did keep him, but I think in the middle of last season, they exercised a team option for an extra year, and this is the last year of his deal. So I thought they might have gone out and gotten another center back. There were rumors that they were trying to get uh, William Saliba, who Arsenal eventually... Uh, signed, but I, I didn't think they'd be done after that. And, you know, Davinson Sanchez is probably, and Juan Foyth, they're probably the two young centre-back options there that they're expecting to grow into that responsibility. But I don't know. I feel like for a club that just went to the Champions League final, they would anticipate uh, Alder leaving, if not this summer, then next summer
1: and bring someone in now. We actually forgot to mention that uh, for Leicester City, Dennis Pritt uh, actually signed for them from Sampdoria. And he's really, a I missed little, that one uh, midfielder. Who, yeah, too bad he's, he's not a uh, center. Back. It's on the front page, um, but I. But that's, yeah. but that's like a, he's him. a good defensive midfielder, and that's a good good signing for them. That uh, that'll add a little bit. I think that'll add a little bit to their grade for me. That might take it up to like a B minus or something. Um, but what do you got for Spurs? Yeah, uh, and then in terms of in terms of Spurs. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a great window for them, possibly their greatest window ever, um, bringing in a player like Ndembélé, who I didn't think would ever be able to go to a team like Tottenham. I mean, it's clear he's using Tottenham as a stepping stone. And he intends, in you know, three or four years, to go to a team like PSG or Real Madrid or Barca. Jeez, but Ease they'll the probably salts. make a bunch of money. He's off the salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little God. bit, a little bit. Uh, I just, I don't understand how they got that player. I feel like somebody else should have gotten him. Uh, but Lo Celso and Cessiño, those are more like the signings that I'm used to talking to making. Uh, it's funny that it took them the entire window to make them. Uh, it's why I'm giving them an A minus. Uh, I think they're still great signings, but I think it's going to take them a little while to integrate. And they definitely wanted those players earlier in the window, not uh, this late. It's why I'm not giving them an A. Um, but I think they're all you know good players for Tottenham. Uh, I think Lo Celso and Young are more in the vein of players I'm used to Tottenham signing, and then they're kind of like maybe not. 100% Premier League level players, but Poch will definitely turn them into them. Um, I think Sessignon is just a diamond in the rough. Um, I think he's a raw player with a ton of talent. I just think he needs coaching, and I think Poch is the type of player to be able to turn him into a world-class talent. And then Ndombele, I've already said he's my young player of the year, and yeah, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I'm, I'm very, very butthurt that Tottenham ended up with that guy. Well, one more thing I just want to say generally about all of their signings. I mainly just
2: like the flexibility that all of the, or the three main players that they signed that all of them have. You know, Ryan Sessegnon has been known as a, a winger, an attacking player, but at youth level for England, he's dropped back into left wing back and been just as uh, good of a weapon there. Giovanni Lo Celso, people don't really have that good of an idea of what he does like specifically. Uh, he's listed as a center attacking midfield, but he can play anywhere from left back to center midfield in a deeper role to out on the wing to just behind the striker. And in Dombolik, they can stick him back there and uh, as a defensive stopper and throw two attacking players in front of him, and he'll still be able to do a job for them. Or they can use him as more of a box-to-box player, and he'll do a job going forward for them. So, yeah, the flexibility of all these players is something that I think Pochettino really values in a player like Sissoko and and others of
1: that ilk so I think it's a little bit him. of a worry that they lost Trippier and then they're going into the season with Aurier and uh Kyle Walker Peters as their like I mean Walker Peters is good they, but I just again they're putting him. a lot of faith into him he must really yeah, he trust must trust him, him a lot cuz Aurier isn't someone to put your your faith into for a full season uh you know in the Champions League and in the Premier League so uh, I think it's a little bit of a hole that I'm guessing. Um, if maybe you know they're having trouble with that, I- I'm guessing Poch maybe goes and splashes some cash in January to get it right back. So
0: all right, that brings us to Watford, who bring in who brings in that winger Sarr from from Ren that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. They bring in Craig Dawson, the center back slash right back from West Brom, and then they also sign Danny Welbeck on a free. Uh, then they lose Luca Bacchio to Hertha Berlin, uh, but he's who returned on loan uh, from du- Dusseldorf and then they sold him? They, uh, Jerome Sinclair goes to Vivi Ven- Venlo? What the fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, and then Miguel Britos was released. I like the SAR signing. It came way too late for them, for me. Like, I think he'll do well there, but coming in this, this late, like, if they had gotten that done a couple weeks ago, I would have been stoked about it. Danny Welbeck just joins a, a front line at, at Watford that we know that's going to get banged up, and he's... How many games do you think we get? Over, under 15 and a half games, 15 and a half appearances for Danny Welbeck this year. I'll take at, at the Watford. over,
2: because he's not going to be relied upon. I feel like... I feel like, you know, they've got Gray and Dini to mainly play those roles. Pereira on the left, and now Saar to play on the right. Welbeck can be the 30 minutes off the bench guy. Hell yeah, maybe maybe he gets injured. I don't know. Probably, but... You know, I, I think the SAR signing alone gives it gives it like almost a B for me. Um, I maybe would have liked a few more defensive signings, but I'll, I'll say B minus. Uh, I don't really I don't really uh, fault them for making signings late. You know, like, like I said on previous uh, episodes, it's. It's a pretty long season. They're gonna have plenty of time to, to bed in and and get the hang of it.
1: Uh I, I I kinda like their transfer window too. Um I'm giving them a C plus. Uh I thought I would have liked to see also some maybe some wing backs. Uh, I don't really like their left and their right wing backs. I think that they're good attacking-wise, but they don't have great defensive options. Um, but I think Sar is going to light up the Premier League. I, I would have taken him on Arsenal. I wouldn't have been uh, unhappy at all if he was uh, you know, the winger that we ended up with. I wouldn't have minded if we went and spent $30 million on Sar and then spent $50 million on a center back and spent spending $80 million on Pepe. But um, yeah, I think Sar is a fantastic option uh, for Watford to have, and he'll definitely be their... their Best attacking player along with Delafoe and he'll he'll I don't know. I I, I really like Delphoe. him. I thought he was How
2: did I forget about Delfo?
1: He was fantastic on uh, on Ren last year, and um, I think this is a good step for him. I think maybe going to a team like Arsenal would have been uh, a step too quick for him. And this is the type of team that, if he makes it on here, I mean, he'll he'll make a big money signing for seventy or eighty million, and um, you know it'll be a great deal for Watford. I'm sure Ren have some sort of you know sell on clause or something because the fee is so low. Uh, and then Welbeck, they, they have him on 20000 a week, and that can increase up to 70000 depending on his appearances. So I think that's a good deal to have a player like Danny Welbeck who can be a, a strong and a good option if he's healthy, like you guys have been saying. But um, Dawson also Premier League level player. Uh, all, all these signings are pretty good. That's why I got C plus. But yeah, if they made a couple more defensive signings, I would have gone you know even higher B plus or, or so. So yeah, I think decent times for Watford. I don't think they're gonna. They they actually finished. They were in like that race for seventh spot the whole year and fell off at the end. Like Alex mentioned in the in the previous pods. Um, but I yeah I like that. I like I like the direction they're going. I just realized... Uh, I like Javi Garcia as I well. I just
2: realized why uh, SAR was only just signed. He was part of the Senegal team that went to the final of... Yeah, he was in the Senegal so team. I mean, he yeah. wasn't really available to negotiate uh, like a, a, a signing, I guess. So, I mean, it makes sense to me why it took so long.
0: All right, that moves us over to... West Ham, who bring in Sebastian Haller from Frankfurt. They bring in Pablo Fornals from Villarreal. Uh, they bring in Albion Aggetti from FC Basel and Gonzalo Cardoso from Boa Vista. I like those first two signings a lot. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch in the in the league. My general concern when it comes to West Ham is still defense, and that's why I gave them a B minus. Not bringing in any sort of defensive replacement or upgrade is definitely a bad sign for West Ham. Uh, I mean, look, going out Arnautovic, who was up and down whether or not he was going to say say uh, Obiang. I don't think they're losing much. Ed Milson Fernandez, I don't think they're losing much. Lucas Fernan- Lucas Perez didn't really work out there. Reese Oxford had been on loan in the Bundesliga. Sam Byram going to Norwich wasn't anything. Adrian, they they let they released. I don't know what to think of West Ham because I don't know what to think of their defense. I think that they're going to be a really solid attacking team that's going to concede a shit ton of goals, and it just surprised me that they didn't go and fix that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why I got them on a C. Because I, as much as I like Holler and Fornals, I'm shocked that they didn't go and spend thirty or forty million on a couple of players for their back line. Because I think, I mean, Reese Oxford was like a, a, a young center back of theirs that was supposed to be coming up through their team. So losing him isn't. They like
0: burned that he, relationship he also yeah. fell pretty hard a couple his years face ago when they
1: loaned him to Mönchengladbach.
2: He was gotcha. he was okay. the Andreas Christensen but, replacement and got a two year loan of his own to Mönchengladbach. And he was terrible the whole time and barely ever played, so they just kind of cut their losses now. Once he's back from that loan, um, so he's off to Oxford.
1: Uh, Obiang and Fernandez are both, you know, not great defensive midfielders, but they, they were they played a part last year for West Ham. And again, I'm surprised they didn't go out and get a defensive midfielder. Uh, Fornals is great attacking wise, and he'll score goals and get assists, but he's not going to add that much defensively. And I'm, I don't know, I'm surprised that they didn't they didn't add anything. I'm just I'm disappointed in West Ham's window, and I'm giving them a C because I thought they would make a couple more signings.
2: I, I kind of agree with you guys, but it, it kind of seems like, from what I've seen in them uh, from preseason, that they're trying to go for a midfield three with one defensive midfielder being Declan Rice, and then they're trying to play Fornals and Lanzini as the two attacking midfielders. So, Pellegrini's I mean, trying to go very attacking. Really attacking. He's trying to go very attacking. He's trying to outpossess that's teams. A, he's trying to dominate.
0: That's a great formula to concede five
2: Absolutely. goals against the top uh, six. But um, the four center backs they do have, uh, the, the, before injuries are to be accounted, uh, which they don't have any right now, but they probably will, it's Jopp, Balbuena, Ogbonna, and um, Winston Reed, who missed all of last year with an injury, but he's back. And he's pretty healthy
1: now. And actually, no, he's not back. Winston I checked Reed, on this today. Yet? He's not. No, they don't even know when he's coming oh back my yet. Oh, gosh. He's all right. He's starting to like run again. He was out all of last season and didn't play. That's why, that's actually why I gave them a seat because I looked up when Reed and was like, okay, is he going to be healthy? And then I was like, he's not even, he's just getting back into training like to get like do like, you know, like light running and stuff. Like the dude's not going to be competitively like. I think healthy till like November, or December. So right, well, we'll see I'm now. not hopeful for them at all uh, in terms of in terms of their defensive. Uh, I think they're going to have to go spend some money in January to uh, if they want to make a push at all for for that last European spot. How about this? I'll downgrade to a B from a B plus, so B.
0: All right, that brings us to Wolves. Raúl Jiménez brought in from Benfica officially. Uh, that was he was on loan. Uh, Leander Dendoncker comes in permanently, the defensive midfielder/slash center back. Patrick Cutrone, the striker from AC Milan. Uh, Pedro Neto from Lazio. Bruno Jordão from Lazio. Uh, Jesus uh, Vallejo from Real Madrid comes in on loan, the center back. Ivan Cavallero. <clears throat> He, the winger, he goes to Fulham on loan. Helder Costa goes to Leeds on loan. And Courtney House goes to Did Aston
2: they make Yota
1: permanent? Um,
2: yeah, they made him permanent. He was already permanent, yeah. I believe. He was okay. on loan when they were yeah. in the championship, um, and yeah. then they made him permanent. We all have the, B.
1: Premier League. I think we all like the signings that Wolves made, right? Um, I mean, I also love that they made their, their, some of the best players from last year permanent, and... Even though they spent that much money making Jimenez and Dendonker permanent, they still went and got good players like Kutrone and Neto, um and yeah, and Vallejo on loan. I think these are all players that are gonna do well on Wolves and I was surprised they were able they to add that much That add, add that much more. And they kept yeah. key pieces. They kept key pieces and it's added no- so I think that's 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 all they can ask. And they 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 shaved some of the dead weight, which is players like Cavaliero and Costa, who were getting game time last year, but now they're replacing with Cutron and Neto, who are much higher caliber players. So, that's that's kind of scary, that they were able to replace Cavaliero and Costa, who were always coming in off the bench for Jimenez or Yota when they were tired. Now they're going to have Cutron and Neto? I mean, that's, that's strong. That's really, really strong. And yeah, they're uh, they're definitely going to make a push I'm sure in Europe as well in uh, Europa League. So. Yeah, I gave them a B. I gave him a B just because uh, it, 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 the
2: signings they made and loaning those two wingers, it shows like a clear path towards how they want to morph into that more dominant team. They started off last season in a 3-4-3 and Costa and Cavalera were playing a lot of games beside uh, uh, Raul Jimenez in that front three. But they were wasting a lot of chances. Uh, frankly, they weren't really quite up to the task. And as soon as they shifted to that three-five-two, put another man in midfield, and paired uh, Jimenez with Diego Diogo Jota, that seemed much more effective and direct. So uh, they've cut out the wingers and they've brought in another uh, target man striker to rotate. You know, Jimenez, Jota, Couturone in those front two positions. That's not a bad three to have uh, as your your forward uh, striking options.
0: All right, that's everybody in the Actually, league. one more one I'm to I want to add I guys. I, I we... missed
2: was uh, João Pedro. Was he the, the one who went to – he's gone to Watford, but he's not going to join until January, the Brazilian striker. Uh, I, I hadn't seen that officially yet because it's not in this window, but I, I think that's basically uh, official that he's going to go to Watford in January. And he was a player that Liverpool were linked with, so that's uh, –
0: well, we were linked with him because the second that Watford bought him, somebody else could buy him out for $20 million regardless, even though, like, Watford... It's, like, a weird thing. I've never seen him before. It like, Watford were linked to the buying out of his clause, but he has some sort of clause that, like once one team from europe has done that he's like if you pay 20 million you can go and basically <laughs> cock the other team so you should have done it for the banter
2: it'd have been fun
0: yeah i mean if he's not coming till january we may still be doing right. it you know what i mean like we definitely have the 20 million but we'll see that's the entire league we just did 2 hours straight of podcasting and let me tell you i am
1: Exhausted.
0: And was exhausted uh, and
1: very hungry.
0: Yes, very, very hungry. Um, follow us on Twitter at Andrew Passaro, at ASMoss92, at Pod, at JavierRev9. Premier League is back. It's back, baby. Thank God. See you.